Hello and welcome to another episode of Headlines, presented by the Coast News Group. It is Wednesday, September 2nd. I'm Ryan Wolt, recapping your North County, San Diego news from the past few days. At the time of this recording, San Diego County has reported 38,871 total cases of COVID-19. Unfortunately, there have been an additional 33 COVID-19 deaths since last week's report for a total of 688. Our rolling 14-day positivity rate has increased slightly to 3.7%, and our case rate is at 5.8 persons per 100,000 per day over seven days. Case rate has taken priority in the state's new four-tier categorizing system for designating the severity of COVID-19 outbreaks in a community. San Diego County is in Tier 2 and is the only Southern California county to receive such a designation, which allowed for the reopening of many businesses with restrictions this week, including indoor dining at restaurants, places of worship, theaters, museums, and even fitness facilities at 25% or less of their occupancy. Retailers can be open at 50% capacity, and hair salons, barbershops, and nail salons may operate indoors with normal capacity. These restrictions will be in place for a while. It's a 21-day mandatory wait time before any county can move between two tiers, and a county must meet the metrics for the next tier for two straight weeks. For San Diego County, that means getting our case rate below 3.9. County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher said he felt the county was moving too quickly to reopen, and we should take a more measured response. Schools' ability to reopen on September 1st was not impacted by the new system. The moves by the state all appear to be in the interest of moving counties down the tier list toward full reopening. There does not appear to be any provision for a large, quickly spreading outbreak moving a county more rapidly back up the list at this time. Businesses that sell tobacco products in Oceanside will now have to obtain a specific license to continue doing so. The Oceanside City Council approved the amendment to city code requiring businesses that sell tobacco products to obtain a tobacco retailer license. State law provides penalties for underage tobacco sales, but does not provide a process to prevent future underage sales, nor funding for enforcement. Some municipalities around the state, including Vista and El Cajon, have implemented licenses that require background checks of applicants and provide a way to suspend or revoke the license if violations reoccur. In 2016, the state raised the age to buy tobacco products from 18 to 21. Still, underage persons were able to buy tobacco 19% of the time statewide. Nearly 500 people gathered on the Bluffs Beach and in the water for a Paddle Out for Blake event at Moonlight Beach in Encinitas to honor the life of Blake Dresner, a local lifeguard who passed away in a surfing accident in Salina Cruz, Osaka earlier this month. Blake was a lifeguard with the Encinitas Marine Safety Division and spent his free time traveling the world to surf iconic beaches in Bali, Australia, and Mexico. Blake's sister, Allison Dresner, remembered her brother's lively spirit, his love for the ocean, and now the strong impact his death has had on the Encinitas community. Also in Encinitas, the family of three women killed last summer when a multi-ton section of sandstone collapsed onto them at Grandview Surf Beach has filed a lawsuit against the city, the state of California, and a local homeowners association, while also calling on legislators to support a bill aimed at preventing future coastal bluff collapses. Family members said that little has been done to improve conditions at the beach or beachgoer safety more than a year after their loved ones were killed. A San Diego judge has ruled that Oceanside citizens filing a referendum petition against the North River Farms development project did not commit fraud or forgery in their signature-gathering efforts. The lawsuit was filed on behalf of resident Barbara Hazlett and backed by Integral Communities, the developer of North River Farms, alleging the people who collected signatures committed fraud, forgery, and misrepresentation in the process, and also alleged important information was withheld from the signers and that illegal political fundraising was conducted. The referendum will appear as Measure L on November's ballot, specifically asking voters if approximately 177 acres in northeastern Oceanside 
should be rezoned to build the North River Farms development project. The signature collecting residents opposed to the housing project cite concerns about traffic congestion, urban sprawl, and its environmental impact on carbon emissions, loss of agricultural land, and additionally many are concerned about the location of the project because of its susceptibility to fires. All of those concerns are disputed by the developers, who point to their commitment to building critical infrastructure and affordable housings as reasons to vote for the rezoning. And now, a quick word about our sponsor. And we are back. A bill by Assemblyman Todd Gloria, Democrat San Diego, to crack down on puppy mills is now on Governor Gavin Newsom's desk. Assembly Bill 2152, known as Bella's Act, would end the retail sale of dogs, cats, and rabbits throughout California while still allowing retail establishments the flexibility to partner with rescues or shelters for adoption events. Two men accused in an allegedly gang-related stabbing death of a 19-year-old man in Escondido have pled not guilty to murder. Alvaro Antonio Carrillo and Ocil Jr. Reyes are each charged with one count of murder, assault with a deadly weapon, and assault likely to cause great bodily injury in the death of Alfredo Manzano, who was stabbed in the chest during an altercation. And finally, Stone Brewing, ranked as the country's ninth largest craft brewery, has found their new CEO, announcing the hiring of Maria Stipp, who has held the same role for the past five years at Lagunitas Brewing Company. It's a big job as Stipp will oversee Stone's West and East Coast brewing production facilities in Escondido and Richmond, Virginia, distribution to all 50 states along with two Stone Brewing World Bistro and Garden locations, and the seven Stone Brewing Taproom locations nationwide. She'll also hold a seat on the Stone Brewing Board of Directors. Those are the key Coast News headlines from the past week. Thanks to our great Coast News reporters, Lexi Broat, Catherine Allen, Samantha Nelson, Dan Brendel, Steve Protersky, Caitlin Steinberg, and Tigus Lane, whose stories we recap each week. You can find all of these stories and more on thecoastnews.com. Or pick up a copy of the Coast newspaper. You can find them all over North County. If you'd like to support this and other podcasts of the Coast News, check out the new podcast directory found on thecoastnews.com and help us continue our efforts to bring you local, independent news, analysis, and interviews by becoming a monthly donor to the show. Click the support link on the Coast News podcast directory or on anchor.fm. You can find links in the show notes. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and reviewing this show. This episode of Headlines was produced and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. Jordan Ingram is the editor-in-chief, the Coast News associate publisher is Chris Kidd, and our publisher is Jim Kidd. Thanks for listening, everyone. Check back every Wednesday for the local news headlines.